Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Love that. I love it. I've got Kim saying I'm singing along with the song, the lead-in song there to the Mark Cox Morning Show. And Carl telling me to stop, stop singing. Stop. That's the only Sammy Hagar song you know. And that's exactly right. But you know I can't drive 55. You've heard that song. Mm. No. I'm sure she has. Come no. on. Where Eagles Fly. You've probably heard that nope. song. Mm, not ringing a bell. Okay. All right. Well, we're still working on you. We're improving your musical taste day by day, Kim St. Ange. <clears throat> you choose the word improving. Yes, I, I tell my wife that word. all the time. I tell, she I'm probably, her, her and I would probably taste. agree on a lot, Mark. No. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I got offered free tickets one time to a concert out at Hollywood. I got to pick from five or six different artists who were going to be there. I let her pick. Wow. You know who went to see? You know who went to see? James Taylor. I, I, I could have gone, gone and seen Heart, and I had to go see James Taylor. It was probably a good show. Yeah, because <clears throat> I let her pick. That the, I'm just saying that I'm, I've been working on her musical taste for years, and it's gotten me nowhere. I'll just point that out. All right, welcome into the show. we got lots uh, still to get to. If you missed our big interview with Bill Igle last hour, uh, that was a good one. He's talking about what's going on in Jeff City where he, he claims they're now floating the idea. Not only have they stripped him of his chairmanship and his parking space, but they, he claims they're talking about removing all the furniture from his Senate office. That is hilarious to know. me that he would go, that Caleb Rowden would go to that extreme, that length, to yeah. prove a point, basically. We'll, we, we, we shall see whether or not uh, that has any legs or not or whether I but but anyway that shows you how far things have gone in Jeff City right now you can listen to that on demand if you're on the Odyssey app we'll have it up for you there if it's not up already we'll have it up shortly so uh, be sure and uh, check that out Uh, and of course you can also listen to our interview with Scott Sharton who we had on last hour because uh, this is a situation where um, there's a group that has put $200,000 into a political action committee with the sole purpose of preventing any changes to the initiative petition process in the state of Missouri. Uh, It's called Missourians for Fair Governance. I don't agree with what they're doing, but I wanted to know why. So we invited him on the show this morning and had a long conversation with Scott Charton, who's their spokesman. And you can go back and listen to that as well. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk to Shannon Breen from Fox News Sunday. I'm sure maybe her next – she's probably back in Washington this week, but it won't be long before she'll be down in South Carolina. I'm anxious to hear her take on the fact that I heard this morning Nikki Haley has raised another million dollars since coming in a distant second in New Hampshire. 
Who's donating it, to It her? is a distant second, but what I have been saying is I think that she performed better than maybe some anticipated. So so maybe the people, these donors, are thinking, okay, maybe she's got some momentum going. Uh, not among Republicans. No, not among Republicans, I but I think among others, <laughs> because we know the Democrats are the ones really funding her campaign, yeah, she, because they're the never-Trumpers. She didn't perform well among Republicans, and it's supposed to be the Republican uh, primary. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll get Shannon's take on that. I got Griff Jenkins this morning, some Doobie Brother tickets to give away. But right now we're going to get to the shortlist. The Mark Cox shortlist. Now is the worst possible time to hastily slam through an ordinance without examining true cost. Yeah, I'd say so. That That's a alderman in Chicago. There are a few people up there with a remnant of common sense. This is a dude saying, hey, before we ban natural gas... In the city of St. Louis, or the city of Chicago, we better think this through because how are we going to heat our homes and cook our food? I am five four and a quarter. Okay, and Sometimes I'm five, five three. four and a half, and with heels, which I always wear, I'm five seven and a half. Thank you very much. Okay, Wikipedia, you're wrong. Hmm, how tall are you, Kim? Five four. Does it matter? Uh, no. It, there are people have been people tried been trying to shrink you your whole life. Not really. That's, no. That's what Kamala claims. I don't know an emergency medical kit that has all sorts of things. It has uh, ivermectin, the z pack a series of things, antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics. People should have a COVID kit and then the general medical emergency kit. Yeah, there's a warning that you better pick one of those up because some people think there may be another COVID strain coming out of China. China. You know, uh, Joy, I've, I've stopped thinking about Tim Scott. He will have to answer to the ancestors. I- <laughs> Um, progressive left African-Americans hate Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina. Can I just tell you that any black conservative they hate, but they particularly hate Tim Scott now because they see him as somebody who has turned on Nikki Haley, who they had hoped would stop Donald Trump. And that hasn't happened. And now they see they hear his name being talked about as a potential vice presidential candidate. And boy, did they hate him. That was a woman called named Christina Greer. And uh, on with the joy over there on MSDNC talking about uh, Tim Scott the other night. So they had him on on uh, Fox last night on Laura's show talking about his friendship with uh, Nikki Haley and how that's going. Listen. Up there, like what, Nikki Haley's your buddy. I mean, if these things get uncomfortable. You're sitting up there, and he's he's pretty tough on her last night. I mean, it was pretty tough. The dress, and all. I probably wouldn't have recommended that he go up for the dress. But well, I mean, that's Trump. You know, you know, you know, he know he he's going to be yeah. But um, was it uncomfortable for you because of your friendship with her? Listen, she served our state well as the conservative governor. She has decided to be a moderate re- Republican presidential she candidate. She said she's not a globalist. Well, I can tell you one thing. When, when you're not willing to say unequivocally, I will protect Social Security for every single senior citizen on it today. They say it's just the 20-year-olds. It's just the 20-year-olds right. that yeah. are going to have an adjustment with the age. You go, watch the plan. Watch the plan. If When you think about the fact that we don't spend enough money on our border, and yet we're going to talk about whether it's Ukraine or, or Israel, which I support both, I can tell you this. If we don't have accountability, you can't you can't spend money in Ukraine. You have to protect America's border. The greatest invasion in American history has come oh, across disgusting. our southern border. Is this a border deal done in the Senate, McConnell? Yeah, we we reporting from yes. Jake. Yeah. So there, you hear uh, Scott. I mean, I, I, he's making a lot of sense. He's got good reasons to be opposed to 
to Nikki Haley. What do you think, uh, Kim St. Ange, um, as somebody uh, just a year or two younger than me, who, who what do you think <laughs> of the Social Security argument? Yeah, I hadn't really given that much thought. Um, but Ref- Tim, t- Tim Scott is saying that, you know, she's not come out and been firm on that, saying that she'll protect it. Well, here, here's the here's the thing. And and I being much closer to Social Security age than you, um, it, it, Social Security is a Ponzi scheme and it pisses people off when I say that. But I don't care because it's the truth. A Ponzi scheme is something where a bunch of people pay into it and the person at the top is taking money out. Um, and that's what the government has done with it. Right. And and now you don't have enough people paying into it to cover the cost of what's coming out on the other end. And that's why it was never designed to be a social network in this country to begin with. So here's the thing about it. Now it's just been accepted as part of your retirement plan, right? We, we were past the days of FDR when they started all this garbage. And, and now it's just accepted that when you turn 67, you're going to get a check from the government. We're not going to be able to change that now. As much as I don't agree with the idea, we're not going to be able to change it. Um, but if you want it to survive, you've got to change it. You've got to, for younger people, increase the age at which they can take it and maybe lift the cap on contributions to it because they cap you at a certain point and you're no longer making contributions to it. So they're going to have to look at those things. That shouldn't be the third wire politics to say that. I'm not talking about restricting anybody's right to Social Security who's going to get it, who's who's above the age of 40. Uh, but people younger than that, we've got to look at how we make this thing last. And uh, right now it's on a path to failure. And you don't I don't trust the people in D.C. Uh, to keep funding it one of these days. They're going to run out of money the way they spend it. So that's got to be a conversation that's part of the equation this year without you being absolutely shut down if you bring it up. Um, And I'm not quite sure what Tim Scott was talking about there. There have to be some changes to Social Security or it's not going to be there when you're old enough to take it, Kim. I mean, that's the problem. That's the problem they've got going. Let me get to a quick break. Shannon Bream is coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, She is the host of Fox News Sunday. She's their chief legal correspondent at Fox looking at stuff coming out of the Supreme Court, like this crazy decision on the southern border, like uh, on the Texas border. What are they what are they doing? Uh, What are two of our conservative justices done here? I, I don't get it. Maybe Shannon can make sense of it. We'll talk to her next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 
Does she have to win in South Carolina? I mean, I can't understand uh, the motivation for a candidate who doesn't win the first three contests. Don't you think it's a do or die there? I, I don't, and I'll tell you why. New Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina are always the filtering states, if you think of it that way, right? We always want to narrow it down. Now, she narrowed it down way faster than anyone thought. I do think when you get to Super Tuesday, you have to win. you got to win some states in Super Tuesday. I don't think I, uh, South Carolina is a must-win, but I have no doubt she's going to do very, very well there. Today... There's only one Shannon. Shannon Bream, host of Fox News Sunday. And we've got Shannon on the phone this morning. Welcome back. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you guys? Doing fine. You're a little warmer now than you were up in New Hampshire, huh? Oh, my goodness. But New Hampshire was warmer than Iowa, so we would take what we can get. <laughs> no kidding. So, John, uh, I keep calling him John Sununu because of his dad. Chris Sununu <laughs> is so all in for Nikki Haley that he's wrapping him, turning himself into a pretzel here to figure out how to justify her staying in this race until Super Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very tricky because there's not a lot between here and there delegate prizes that it looks like she could pick up. She's not part of the strange thing that's happening in Nevada. I think South Carolina is winner take all. So you're not going to get a portion of delegates there. So how do you stay alive? I mean, there's been a lot of reporting about some big dollar billionaire donors who want to have an event for her in the next few days in New York. How are they going to turn out to show up with their checkbooks based on what's happened in Iowa and New Hampshire? I think she's got some arguments about moving forward, but it's really hard to see the path that actually gets her to the nomination. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, I heard David Axelrod uh, talking about this. Go, go to cut nine, Carl, please. Fact is, you know, when you set out to win a primary and you don't win it, it's hard to spin it into a victory and you can't keep doing it. In, in, in Iowa, she was going to finish second. She finished third. In New Hampshire, she was going to win. And tonight, you know, we'll see how the final numbers come in. They, it seems to be widening a little bit. Uh, I really question, I mean, I, uh, I question whether she really ultimately wants to go forward to South Carolina and put her popularity to a test in her home state. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, if you if you're 30 points behind in your own state where you were a two time governor, the writing should be on the wall. I, I guess other than the Democrats you're talking about, I don't know who's contributing money to her right now. Well, and that's the thing is there are Democrats who have been contributing money to her. Now, President Trump has taken that as a big negative to say she's bringing liberals in and she's you know, these are people who are not actually going to vote in the general and. You know, she says, well, why shouldn't we take money and votes from anybody? If we have a big tent and they want to come on over, I'm somebody who can do that in a way that you can't do it in the general. So that's going to continue to be the argument uh, for her. So on the ground in New Hampshire, I went to events for all of the different candidates. And the people who told me they were picking Nikki Haley had a couple of lines of thought. Number one, even if they love Trump's policies, they said they were tired of the chaos and the drama. Number two, they point to the polls that say she has the best chance against President Biden head to head. But when I press them on policy, well, where are her policy positions different that you like or whatever? It really wasn't about policy with most of the folks I just spoke with. Anecdotally, it was about President Trump. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a contest of personalities. And I have a feeling it's going to get even uglier. I think you're right. They haven't even started the negative campaign ads yet. Um, and you know that's coming. You know that's coming soon. Mm-hmm. I, watched, I watched President Biden yesterday uh, talking about the, you know, the, the UAW endorsement. Uh, go to cut five, Carl, please. 
Corporate America found the cheapest labor in the world, and they sent the jobs to those laborers and sent the product back to us. But not anymore. We're building product here and shipping it overseas. Buy America and build America. <laughs> you, you know, Shannon, you're more likely than, than I am to get somebody like Sean Fain on your show, the head of UAW who endorsed him yesterday. But my question for him would be, he got a UAW endorsement while he's pushing a green agenda where most <laughs> of the components are going to come from China. That's going to cost the jobs of these union workers. Yeah, and that's why you have some of them speaking out saying, I'm not in line with the leadership of my organization. Um, this has been really tough. And even over the last week or so, you know, we've seen more and more of these car companies come out and say, we can't move these things off the lot. Um, they're not up to where they need to be for people to have confidence in them. You know, the horrible vortex of weather we've had the last few weeks uh, around the new year, horror stories from people who couldn't charge, their batteries were running down, they were stuck places, even people who love their Tesla or their Ford EV truck or whatever it is. The consumers are just not fully bought in because they, listen, if we say we are a capitalist society where, you know, supply and demand and we let the consumers decide what they want, they're saying, according to the dealers, they don't want these EVs. And the workers know that it is potentially a cut to their jobs as well. And so there is some dissension in the ranks out there. Let's just say, theoretically, that Joe Biden does end up dropping out. It's a health issue or something comes up and he can't run anymore. When would be the last possible point that he could do that and have somebody else like, say, a Michelle Obama swoop in? I mean, you can make an argument that up until names are being printed on the ballots, I mean, crazy things happen. I mean, you could get through the conventions. you got to think if there was an organized effort, we're actually going to do this, that it would have to come around the time of a convention so you could pull the party together around someone else. But I think the Democrats know there's no way he can drop off the ticket and they simply skip over Vice President Kamala Harris. Yeah. I think that yeah. is the real sticking point for them on bringing in somebody who's not yet in the mix. Yeah, that's that's true. And how how tall are you, Shannon? Because I listened to the <laughs> vice president yesterday concerned that people have tried to shorten her her whole life. <laughs> Currently five seven, but oh. I understand that the older I get, I'm going to lose some of that. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch her wearing <laughs> so, heels, right? <laughs> heels are almost, you know, that's basically like my running shoe. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on Sunday? Well, we are going to see if we can talk to these candidates again. Um, you know, there's this hunger and thirst to figure out what the path is forward. We'd love to talk to uh, Ambassador Governor Haley. We're talking with her team about getting her back on. Also, Tim Scott. I mean, he's one of the most interesting folks out there because he split with her in South Carolina, chatting with him. Um, but we are also uh, going to have a lot of folks on Capitol Hill as they try to, you know, hammer out this border deal. There's a lot of foreign policy. More and more members of Congress saying the White House needs to come to us on these continued strikes. So a lot of foreign policy to discuss this week, too. Shannon, we will see you on Sunday. Thank you. See you then. You bet. Shannon Bream, Fox News Sunday. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Griff Jenkins is going to join us. Stay tuned. So we've had success in terms of Fed action against e-cigs, especially with educating parents and teachers. A new alternative has emerged. It is called Zin. In Kiev, Ukraine, Griff Jenkins... Fox News. Along the southern border, Griff Jenkins, Fox News. At the White House, Griff Jenkins, Fox News. In St. Louis, Griff Jenkins, Fox News. Griff Jenkins. Yes, indeed. We're, we're having a Zen surrection, I understand. Is that right? 
That's right, and I'm in my Zen bunker, and I feel like I'm in the Death Star. They're coming from every way, and I got a message for Chuck, and that's you'll get my Zen wintergreen six from my cold, dead hands, to borrow a phrase. Oh, my God. Marjorie Taylor Green is the one that called for a Zen surrection. So this is a nicotine patch. Am I right? So, okay, to be fair, as a journalist, you know, this is a new nicotine alternative. I held it up on Fox and Friends. It comes in a little round tin that looks like the old skull in Copenhagen that we all, uh, uh, as young men, perhaps (laughs) used back in our 20s in the the 80s and 90s. And, And what it is is it's little pouches, little white pouches that have, I don't believe there's any tobacco in it. It's just nicotine crystals. And so you put it in your lip and it delivers the tobacco by absorbing it into your bloodstream. You the, don't spit nicotine, anything. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, the, and, and it's smokeless, right? You absorb the, the nicotine. And, you know, there's uh, this, I mean, in full disclosure, my 22-year-old daughter's boyfriend and all of his friends at the University of Georgia uh, uh, chew it or, or use it. And, and I was down there at a football game last year and and they were like, hey, you want some of this? I'm like, what is that? And they were showing it to me. I'm like, you kids don't know anything about <laughs> the real men in the skull. Thank but, you. you know, they finally gave me one. And, and I was like, well, okay, all right. It's been, uh, you know, two decades since I had nicotine. So that was good. <laughs> and and, and uh, yeah, woke me up. But, but, you know, it really is. I mean, like you kind of think about it. It's like there's no smoke involved. There's no actual tobacco. And so uh, it's an interesting product. Now, you know, there's no doubt uh, a great number of parents across America who rightfully should be uh, concerned about their young adults, you know, participating in anything that has to do with nicotine, which is addictive. In fact, on the can, it says right there in the middle, warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. But at the same time, Philip Morris International, who's a parent company for Zen, wasted no time saying, oh, you want a statement, Griff? You betcha. Here you go. We not only meet, but we exceed the regulations on the industry. And our marketing practices, which Schumer's attacking, prohibit social media influencers. So there's no Zenfluencers hired by the company. And they're focused on preventing underage access. you got to be 18 to buy the thing, just like any other tobacco product. And, and that's why I think you're seeing this massive backlash. And, you know, it was interesting. I, 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 my favorite tweet was from Republican Senator Tom Tillis, who tweeted a picture of his can of Zen on his desk that said, come and take it, Chuck. But it's getting bipartisan pushback because now John Fetterman, who surprised us in so many ways, I think, in the last month, you know, with the, his position on, on uh, you know, these anti-Semitic kids on campuses and the like. But Fetterman weighed in and said, look, you know, I'm for freedom. I'm going to err on the side of freedom, and, and Americans should have a choice. It's legal and all that stuff. So it's very fascinating. Now, setting aside that there are two legitimate sides to this story for those concerned about young people getting addicted to to nicotine, which is not new and unique to Zen. It just happens to be the latest, you know, fight, as you mentioned, that fight against the uh, vape, uh, flavored vapes last time. But it's worth noting that the, the, the entire Middle East is blowing up in war. Our border is on fire. We've got 
you know, anti-Semitism all over college campuses. And so people like I talked to yesterday, I talked to Congressman Mike Waltz and he's like, my God, with all the things going on, this is Chuck Schumer's focus. And by the way, if you want to do something to protect kids, why don't we go back to focusing on the border? Because the fentanyl coming across the border is killing, you know, 100,000 more of our young kids every year, uh, which Zen's not. Speaking of the uh, sorry, uh, Mark, no, speaking of the border, I mean, what do you make of the Supreme Court telling the Texas National Guard they can't have up that wire? You know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned, Kim, and I, and I put out to the world yesterday, I got the DHS gave me their letter that's basically uh, a letter from the general counsel of DHS to Attorney General Kim Paxton, which is the latest volley in this back and forth, saying you have got to give us access by Friday. Um, and that's just kind of where it is, despite the, the Supreme Court ruling, right? So we'll see. Now, there's a great political optic here in Abbott uh, being pretty good at political optics like he was when he started busing migrants to, you know, places like Martha's Vineyard in New York, which then brought the border crisis to those people so they could understand exactly why it was a big deal. There's a big political optic here of Texas saying, well, if you won't do the damn job, then I will get out of my way. And that's legitimate. And you're seeing all of these other governors, governor of Georgia, governor of Virginia and North Dakota, all lining behind saying we stand with Texas. And it's got this real sense of, of you know, taking action. And, and there's no doubt that until action is taken, not necessarily to put Constantino are all over our our southern border, more so to force the, the the administration to change policies after undoing the policies that were working under Trump and do away with the new policy, specifically the mass catch and release that they instituted, things aren't going to change. And in the one side of me that 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 I just constantly mention, Ken, that, that that bothers me about all this is after the cameras are done showing Texas arresting the migrants, you know what happens to them? They get handed back to the Border Patrol because they have to, because Texas can't deport. And yeah. God knows you don't have enough jail space in Eagle Pass to put, you know, a thousand people a day. So, and so it really for for the rank and file, for 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 the the you know border patrol agents that are already exhausted with this mess that's been going on for three years, they now are getting the short end of the stick again. And you know what? They're gagged. They're not allowed to speak up. So I do feel for the rank and file agents that are kind of on the on the short end of the stick. Some, by the way, are getting able to go out in the other areas that are not patrolled and catch smugglers, and that's great. But that was already happening because of the drop in numbers after this administration mm -hmm. strong-armed Mexico to to try and help a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good point. You know, I was going to ask Shannon Bream. We had her on in the last segment, and I ran out of time. I wanted to ask her about this. I saw where the governor down there is like, well, you know, basically – Damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. Governor Abbott said, I'm, I'm going to do what I have to do to protect my state. And a lot of other governors like Christy Noem and others have chimed in and said, you go. We're with you. Right. Well, that's what I'm alluding to. I mean, like this, 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 you know, these statements of support yeah. are really <laughs> significant political optics, yeah, yeah. if you will, or, or political wins, uh, I think, Mark, because here is 
the Texas governor, in the spirit of maybe the Alamo, if you will, uh, is saying we're going to hold the line, full well knowing they're not going to legally win because immigration is a federal uh, uh, obligation and, 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 and issue. And so it's this really sort of uh, defiant stance, and it's coming on the heels of learning in Fox News's recent voter analysis that 41% of the voters in New Hampshire, where they make maple syrup and stuff, yeah. they care first and foremost about the border as a top issue. Yeah. I, I was citing the other day, Biden's in the most recent ABC poll, buried deep. ABC, of course, didn't lead with it, interestingly, as a headline, but buried deep, it shows Biden's approval on handling the border, those words exactly, was at only 18%. <laughs> And so I think Abbott is capitalizing on a real political opportunity, although at the end of the day, legally speaking, I don't think it, he stands a chance of winning or it stands a chance of going anywhere significant. Griff, uh, I will see you at the Zinsurrection. You bet. I'll be bringing my wintergreen, my cool mint, my citrus, my spearmint, and damned if Chuck Schumer's going to take it from me. That's right, buddy. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. See you. Have a great weekend. All right. See ya. What, what a great phrase, don't you think? You know, That's by the way, perfect. really fast, even if people are coming over and they're catching them and let's say that they're throwing them in prison, it's tax dollars. It's the Support American them. tax dollars that are paying for them. So the key is don't let them in at all, because if you catch them and release them, we don't like that. If you catch them and throw them in prison, I don't like that either. No. I don't want them here. No. And <laughs> I then, want them to come over legally. Then you got to pay for the gasoline to fly them back to wherever they came from. That's right. Once they're in here. It's I a lose-lose for us. It's true. It's very true. Hey, coming up, you know what? Um, we haven't done our Doobie Brothers ticket giveaway yet, so uh, stay tuned for that. Maybe next segment. Right, Carl? Yeah, maybe. All right, bye. <laughs> Safe to say some of their best music during his tenure there, Carl? Yes. All right. Hometown boy Michael McDonald and the Doobie Brothers are coming to town August 24th at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. In fact, I believe general admission tickets go on sale later today. And uh, you have a chance to win two tickets. How about caller number 14 at 314-241-9797? That's 314-241-9797. You have a chance to win a couple of tickets to see Michael McDonald and the Doobie Brothers. I wouldn't mind seeing them. It is very close to when Sammy's going to be here. And I know that uh, Kim is searching for tickets to that earlier because she's become quite the fan. I am. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. All the music you play. I know. Thank Big you. Fan. It's catchy. That's the point about it. Once you've once you've been exposed to it, it's it's catchy. The open is catchy, I'll give thank, you that. Th- well, at least one. If I if I'm one and oh on that, then I've done well for the day. I've I only know. been here six months, so there's still time. Do you have on this air airplane story for a minute, do you have any concerns uh, at all about flying? Before all this or now? Now. <laughs> yeah. Do you? you? Do? Yeah. I, do, I don't. Really? I don't. I, I, I'm it, not panicked where I wouldn't fly. Oh. Wow. Whoops. I was going to play it again I, for I'm you. not so panicked that I wouldn't fly, but hearing that doors are flying off and people they're finding missing bolts on the plane's wings, planes are catching fire midair. Nobody I, died. I don't, yeah, nobody died, but I don't love that. I, I don't want to be on one of those flights. I, I, I'm much more concerned with the forced diversity, equity, and inclusion approach to pilots than I am with what's going on physically with the airplanes. I just got to be honest with you. 
I, I think this is much ado about nothing. I know they dragged the guy from Boeing up before Congress yesterday and had him testify and demanded that he answer answers after they discovered that it was somebody at the plant that put the door back on wrong that caused it to fly off in mid-flight. And, and while that would be frightening, we haven't had a major, knock on wood, major air disaster in this country in years, and it is the got to be the safest form of transportation, mass transportation in the country. For the number of people that fly every day. I mean, I don't get major anxiety or anything when I fly, but I do, if there is a little bit of turbulence, I, ooh, I get but, I get nervous. But there's always alcohol. And and tell me this, I'm going to be much Wait, more for nervous. for like $10, by the way, for a <laughs> tiny bottle. Let me just true. say that. Okay, or continue. you can just take your own. I know that's not legal. <laughs> um, uh, or, or I'm much more nervous about the fact that they've taken applications for pilot school, and instead of judging people based on their aptitude and their abilities and their interest in flying and their experience and and what they do in the simulator, we're instead going to demand that we have a certain number of people of certain ethnicities or colors or races or genders or multi-genders or whatever the hell they are just because we want to be politically correct. I'm sorry. I would suck as a pilot. Um, I don't care what color my pilot is. I want it to be the person that finished Top Gun. That That's the person I want flying my plane, mm-hmm. right? The person that operates on my brain, heaven forbid I ever need brain surgery. Some people would argue that happened a long time ago. Uh, but wh- whoever's operating on my brain, I want that person to have had the top MCAT score, graduated at the top of their class from the best medical school in the country, operating on my brain. I don't care what color or gender they are. I don't care. I don't care. Are we getting to the point in society where when you're doing paperwork before you say get an operation that you could say you'd like to request a black doctor or a white doctor I, or a non-binary doctor? I don't think so, but I, I wouldn't we're be moving su- that direction. I wouldn't be surprised to see it coming that direction, right? Uh, there's, I mean, think of it. We'll, we'll see it coming because you'll see a sharp increase in the number of of accidents on airplanes and all this stuff. Why have we moved away from meritocracy in this country to political correctness and quotas for pilots, for yep. doctors, for we, we can't do that. It, it, it's insane. It's self-defeating. It, it um, Anyway, I'm off my soapbox for a minute. I just I can't believe we're doing that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't care what color my pilot is. I'm saying with any sort of person who's doing work, brain surgery, whatever else the case may be. Um, it, even even the VP pick, for example, I think people I think people really do think that's very important to make sure that it's either a woman or someone of color. And I do think Trump will pick somebody who checks those boxes because while he might not care, I think he knows the voters. A lot of them do. Interesting. I think he has to make a strategic pick. And there's another one, President of the United States, person in charge of the military and the and the button uh, for the nuclear weapons, all, all of that stuff picked because of not the content of their character or their brain power, but the color of their skin. You've got to be kidding me. We're already dealing with that in the vice presidency right now. MLK would be so proud <laughs> to see where we've gone. Heartbeat away from the uh, leader of the free world. And all she's worried about is that people don't know how tall she is. Unbelievable. All right. Hey, guess what? Brian Kilmeade will be up next. He's going to have the latest on, uh, I'm sure, what's going on in the primary and what's going on in D.C. on this border uh, bill, for sure. Annie Fry and Mark Reardon in later today. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. 
Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.